What's up, everybody? This is your host, Nick Sanchez, here with the first premiere episode of Reel It In. We have a fantastic first episode for you. Our movie that we will be reviewing is uh, How to Train Your Dragon, The Hidden World. This movie came out this, this uh, last weekend on Friday. Um, so we are very excited to have watched this movie and to be bringing it to you guys the first episode of the show. So that being said, let's bring in our co-hosts. Uh, Gabe, Brianna, and Joey. Guys, what's going on? What's up, guys? Uh, super excited to talk about the movie today. Can't wait that the premiere is y'all going to listen to it, and I'm excited. And it's just, uh, it's a good day today. So let's get started. Hey, guys, this is Bree. Um, I think this movie is definitely going to be a hit for our very first premiere. So stay tuned. What's up, guys? Honestly, Amazing, amazing film. I highly recommend it. You know, you're gonna shed some tears. It's 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 a given. It's a given. <laughs> a tear awesome. <laughs> yeah, no, it it's um for sure. Yeah, I, I I was happy with this movie. Um, but to be honest, when when I first got out of the movie, I was a little hard on it. I I think it's grown on me the past couple of days. Um, but probably just because I felt just initially that maybe the first two movies were better in my personal opinion, but um, yeah, we're definitely going to, going to get into talking about that. I just wanted to do a quick little announcement to the listeners though. I know we had initially said that we were going to um, have our first premiere episode on March 8th. Unfortunately, we had to move that date up just because I'm actually heading out to Boston, Massachusetts for a business trip for six weeks. So we decided that we were going to go ahead and make our first premiere episode before I leave. So that's why we are here with How to Train Your Dragon. So we're going to get into it a little bit. We're going to just kind of talk about the overview of the movie. Um, just kind of, you know, not really getting too much in the spoilers for those of you who haven't seen the movie yet and are kind of wanting to. Um, so that way we could just give you a little bit of just some overall thoughts. But uh, guys, Gabe, would you like to go first? What, what did you think, man? I thought it was a really good movie. Uh, I was kind of in the same boat with you. I was really excited just because the first two movies I thought were really like well put together and everything, and the storyline was really good. Um, so I was really excited for this movie. It's one of my like favorite of the animated kind of trilogies. Um, but it did not let me down. I wasn't as hard as it because we went to go see it together, but I wasn't so hard on it as you were. I kind of thought it was really good off the bat. Um, mm -hmm. A couple of moments I would have changed, but we'll talk about those more in the spoilers. Um, but overall, I would definitely give it 1 through 10, probably like a 7.5, you know, just a quality movie. Makes you feel good and kind of really wrapped up the ending of that whole um, storyline of How to Train Your Dragon. And didn't really yeah. leave anything up to wonder. And it did a really good job of like really closing it out. And that's kind of just awesome. an overview of how I felt about that. Sweet. Sweet. Bree, Joey, I know you guys saw the movie today, so uh, any, any thoughts, recent thoughts? I definitely agree with Gabe. It definitely is a seven hard eight on the scale for animation. I honestly don't remember the last animated movie I saw, but this mm -hmm. was a good refresher and kind of like, it got me back in tune with like, you know, these aren't kind of specifically geared for like a younger audience. This definitely movie went around and had a lot of humor in it and adult humor and so I really liked it as an overall movie, as an animation movie. Yeah. Joey? Uh, honestly, I, I thought it was a good movie. Um, I think the last movie that I saw was animated was a Racket Ralph. And um, 
honestly, I. For, Did for you enjoy me, this one more than Wreck It Ralph? A hundred percent, dude. There was <laughs> there was I the, the movie, just the way it starts off. You're like, it, it gave me goosebumps. I was like, okay, this is gonna be a sick movie. Like like I'm getting goosebumps. You know, it, it's it's an all around. It's a solid eight. You know, like I I definitely awesome. recommend it. Cool. Now I was uh, like David said. I, I and it went well how I said too, but. Uh, I was really hard on this movie. I, I felt it was uh, at first uh, lacking at certain parts. I don't know. I think it was, I, for me, it was a little too cheesy and the fight scenes were just a little bit not enough, <laughs> but I get it. It's a, it's a family oriented movie. And I don't know. I just felt like it was the third one. It was, we just needed like that extra, I don't know, umph of like action I felt, but I, I was really hard on it. As I was thinking about the movie, it started to grow on me, and so I was at like a five out of ten. I was yeah, like really, you were really, really, really like neutral. It. I was like, oh, this movie is okay. But as I was thinking about it, I actually started to realize I did enjoy the movie, and I'm now at a seven. I'm at a seven out of ten. I thought it was a solid movie. Um, and again, we'll get into why at first I just felt it wasn't just there for me right out the gate. But um, again, How to Train Your Dragon, The Hidden World, director Dean DeBloy, uh, Canadian film uh, director. He is actually, he was a director for all three films. He was the creator of How to Train Your Dragon, um, the series. So that was great. Uh, anybody have, just fun fact, anybody know what else he created uh, as a film director? Is it animated? <sighs> it is animated. Crickets. Which makes sense. Crickets, crickets. I will let you know it's 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 in regards to Walt Disney. Is it Toy Story? No. How is that? Okay. Um, it's, a, it's a Disney movie. Okay. It's it's so... all it's an older. It used to be. It was a movie and it was a series. It was a show. More so a show. More so a show. No idea, man. You stumped me. Yeah, yeah. Aliens, aliens, Hawaii. Oh, twi- uh, Twitch, Stitch, Lilo and Stitch. Lilo and Stitch. No yeah, he was a creator of Lilo and Stitch. Twitch. So I mean, <laughs> gamer here. Someone's a gamer. Uh, DNC Joey, follow him on Twitter or Twitch. Uh, go, <laughs> go, give him that subscribe. But um, no, yeah. So he was a creator of Lilo and Stitch and worked with Walt Disney or worked uh, with Disney to uh, create that whole uh, you know what everybody loves uh, as Lilo and Stitch. So uh, definitely has that animated background and. Honestly, yeah, did Lilo, I think a Lilo great job. Like a huge hit. I think they still have a really big oh. market and stuff. That's crazy. Yeah, huge absolutely. hit for I sure. Mean, Lilo, yeah, Lilo and Stitch was great. Yeah, I, was, I remember watching that on TV. Just you know, new episodes and everything. And that whole series was was phenomenal. So him going from that and then creating How to Train Your Dragon. I mean, and directing all three. You know, he he definitely had a vision, and I felt he did a really really good job. Um. The budget on this movie, $129 million, and I think they did a phenomenal job using every penny of that to make a, a pretty, pretty great movie. So, um, anyway, let's, let's dive into some overall thoughts. Uh, I know we don't really want to get too much into the spoilers, but I felt this movie looked and sounded a lot better than the previous two. Y'all have seen the previous two, right? I have, yes. yes. The, Gabe, you said you had, I had no. I had, had? I had the first, like the How to Train Your Dragon. Fun fact: like when it yeah. first came out, I was like, "That sounds pretty lame." I like, wasn't interested in it, but then someone told me it was really good. I watched it. I really liked the first one. 
and I've just been a fan of just the whole trilogy ever since. Not going to lie, yeah. I didn't see the first one in theaters. I think I saw the first one maybe in high school during, like, a free day, and I fell in love with mm-hmm. Toothless, so I was like, oh, my God. So yeah, the second one came out, I had to see it in theaters. Yeah, of course. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. I don't know if I saw the second one. I know for a fact I saw the first one. Second one, I'm pretty blank on it. I I feel like I've seen it. I'm sure I saw it. I just don't remember if I saw it or not. Yeah. I mean, would you say that you had to see those two in order to get this third one or not really? Um, I think you need to see those two more so just to be familiar with the character base. Um, you know, kind of how all the characters came to be who they are now. Um, but I mean, as far you didn't really need to see the first previous two. Yeah, it's um, not like a deal breaker or anything like that. Like you can still enjoy the movie because you kind of pick up like like what has happened to like his family. And stuff like that, and how like the yeah, kids are, it, and like how they're warriors. Flashbacks, yeah, you're right. So it's not like a deal breaker. Yeah, like it does help to have that knowledge beforehand, but I would still recommend. Like it. you know, like, you know, like in the previous, like in the previous two uh, movies, like you know how Hiccup has an amputated leg. He was not always amputated. Correct. The previous right. movies, you know how um, Toothless becomes the alpha and why all the dragons listen to him. Yeah. So, I mean, like, things like that, like, those types of questions, yes, that helps if you have watched the previous two movies mm-hmm. because that makes sense when you're actually watching this one. So, I mean, if you want to know all those types of things, I would suggest listeners mm-hmm. to go and watch those previous two before going to this movie. That way you're kind of, like, on the same page as to why certain things are the way that they are. For sure. So, um yeah okay so yeah i mean it was it was honestly just overall again great movie uh and it was it grew on me at first i was a little tough on it but you know what and very I, very I think cool the same thing when i when it was ending i was like i think they had a little trouble trying to end it it was kind of like oh like you saw this coming but you kind of didn't want to see that it was like okay like is that pretty much like oh i don't know for me yeah. it's just like okay like this is, i kind of knew where it was going when it was like was starting to happen already i was like oh okay so a little predictable yeah, well, at the even, end, yeah. Yeah, a little predictable. And even Gabe was like, it, it felt like maybe it dragged on just a little bit too much. Mm-hmm. Um, and like you said, it lo- seemed like they kind of had trouble finding that ending as to when they really wanted to end the movie. But I think the way they did it, it, it was understandable. It was a way to kind of bring the story to the end. Uh, however, once we get into the spoilers, there was something that was said that maybe maybe the door is open who knows i don't know uh, about for that. maybe an, another i don't know that man. would be a stretch i, I mean it, could it though i think it's just I mean, it's more of a legend for what he said of just like so like little kids now would believe that of, you know because like what movies are like animated movies are for like children or like what they believe yeah. in like it's kind of like i don't know just it's just a legend so and that's kind of how they played like how, uh how to train your dragon like the whole time that it was playing just like a story. So it's just something to let the kids believe that it's an actual thing in real life. That's just what I think, but we'll get into it more of it later. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Okay. So that being said, we have all of our overall thoughts on the movie. Hopefully for those of you who haven't seen the movie, that kind of gives you a little bit of, uh, of some information as to whether or not you want to see it or maybe wait a little bit. Um, I think we're all kind of in agreement. If you are interested in animation, if you're interested in the storyline, if you've seen the previous two, definitely check this movie out. I think we all can agree on that, right? Yeah. 
I, I think the animation is what really makes it such a good movie. Like the colors and I don't know. I just like how the characters look as far as yeah. Like it's like obviously they're cartoony, but they also just like look very like real, real. cartoons. Yeah. Like you know what yeah. I mean? Like, it's hard I, to explain. Yeah. Like yeah. Like like this I don't know if you guys remember but like like you know the sand that looked like real sand you know there was parts you know the mm-hmm. characters like their hands looked like legit you know like actors hands like they have like second, texture yeah, yeah you know I saw I saw like I saw a little bit of blue veins I like it was just it was really weird like you know being able to see that in a cartoon especially when you know back in the when most cartoons are just like you know you're solid you know color you, you, you know there's no like it's like 2D kind of stuff. Yeah. Like for sure. Yeah, I totally got that vibe the entire movie. I thought the animation was was really good. Yeah, and it seems to. I mean, it seems to get better every year, right? I mean, technology nowadays it just makes animation. I feel even better each time around. And that's what makes it better and... for grownups too. Because it's cause yeah, I, and I feel like. Th- go ahead. I, oh, sorry. Not- I know. I feel like that. Uh, <laughs> this movie really it doesn't give too much of a kid vibe. I, I mean, there were some, like I said at first, you know, there were some parts where I was, the comic relief was a little bit, eh, you know, it was a little questionable at times, but I mean, it, they really did a good job trying to make sure that this movie was just as much for adults as it is for kids. For sure. I think the only co- like comedic relief that was like kind of cheesy was the ones in the fight. Like the jokes in the fight, like were the only ones that I kind of was like, okay, that's pretty cheesy, but you know, it's for the kids and everything. So, I mean, I don't have a problem with it, but. Those were the only ones that I thought were pretty cheesy. So, Nick, you had mentioned this earlier. What part of the, like, relationship? Was it between the dragons or the people, like, the actual characters that you kind of were like, eh? Because I think you had mentioned you, that earlier, but I just didn't know if you meant, like, the dragons themselves? Like, the relationship between them? Because I know that it's not really a spoiler. I mean, it comes on the trailers that Toothless, Toothless finds this other Night Fury and like kind of like falls in love so i just didn't know if that's what you meant or it was like the characters relationship <laughs> in the way um no i mean i i felt that the way that they were trying to go the relationship part of things it was needed yeah i think but for me i think just where i had an issue was the fight scenes the the comic relief at certain points and just like the predictability of the movie, I felt it was a little bit too predictable, and that just that just kind of set me back. But I mean, thinking about it, uh, you know, after I actually saw the movie, it kind of grew on me, right? Like it, it's just it's another How to Train Your Dragon movie. It completes everything, you know, uh, as far as a, an adventure that we had had have had since what I think the first movie came out like in two thousand and ten. <laughs> so. It's it, it it really closed out a really good trilogy in my personal opinion. So I mean, we can get into more of that once we get into spoilers, which we are I think fixing to do right now. Does anybody have any last thoughts before we actually start kind of digging in? Um, going to the movies this morning at eleven a.m. was probably the best decision I've ever made. Was there like no one there? <laughs> was there? Huh? Was there like nobody in the theater? Dude, there was people. I think half the theater was full, so I was kind of surprised, but I don't know. It just felt so empowering. I was like, you know what? I'm going to get up and go to a movie, and I'm going to watch this movie by myself. There you go. Do you have popcorn for breakfast, or what? Actually, no. I walked in there, and I was like, I'm just going to take a water. Oh, there you go. That's what I usually Uh, do, too. That's That's what I do. 
just the water. Yeah, morning morning movies is a little tough to get the popcorn and do like the whole you know the whole thing for that. So uh, I commend you on just doing the water. But it was- that is tough <laughs> to do. Oh my- yeah, I should have gotten a beer. Yeah. Oh, that's what I'm talking about. Oh, a little little morning drinking, a little day drinking. Dang, that's actually sounded pretty. Well, so. Yeah, T- T- <laughs> by, by TABC law, there's no way anyone can have any place and serve alcohol before 12 unless you are eating something. Just Dang. fun fact. <laughs> You've been the waiter before, huh? Yeah, yeah it's, you know, a few times. Awesome. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, uh, let's let's dive into it, guys. Let's let's uh, let's get into some spoilers. So that being said, for those of you who haven't seen the movie, I would suggest here is your stopping point for the episode. Um, for those of you who have seen the movie and just want to know kind of our thoughts going into the spoilers and digging down into it, uh, well, this is this is for you. The rest of the episode. Oh, if you like spoilers so before seeing the movie, like I do, I mean, I would. I hate I would that. love it. I cannot this, I stand be here, that. Dude. I love it. Yeah, well, that would drive so you me know insane. What you're gonna get. I love that. Why would you want to know what you're gonna get? Ahead so you're not of time? disappointed. You know. It, that's the whole point of going to a movie. Is <laughs> I to, know, man. to either love it or be disappointed. <laughs> I, I don't yeah, know. That just, way we can come back and talk I'm just about a different breed. I'm just, I'm, I'm trying to get <laughs> for the listeners. Breed. You're a different yeah. breed. You're a rare breed. I'm a rare one. You're not a different breed. You're <laughs> on the wild breed. card, baby. Just toxic. All right. Well, let's let's get into it. Let's let's get into this movie. So, opening scene. I mean, we get uh, almost silence with the music. You know, you kind of just go right into it uh it's a misty you're on the it's misty it's foggy you're on the open water Uh coming up to some ships uh and it seems like they have some caged dragons that are on the boat and hiccup and the crew end up it's basically a stealth mission that i guess you can say kind of goes awry uh doesn't quite go as planned uh they got some sweet new suits uh some new armor they are I think they're even considered, or the the little uh, bad guys on the ship think they're they're demons because they're walking through fire. Uh, <laughs> comes to comes to find out that it's this their armor. It's made out of dragon like, scales, shedding, scales. Dragon which was scales. dope. And the animation on that that was <laughs> I forgot to put that in the animation part, but that was this freaking armor looked insane. It was awesome. I was jealous. Yeah, of the armor was sick. That's a new thing for the movie. Uh, the whole scale armor, which they, I believe they actually learned from the second movie from Hiccup's mom. So again, that's also a thing She's that a if you haven't seen the last two movies, uh, that kind of ties in also. But yeah, we find out they have really cool armor. Um, they're starting to live more amongst the dragons. Uh, and they've been trying to work more as a team to free captured dragons. And they bring them back to to Burke. Mm-hmm. Which uh, which is kind of where the movie really sets in to play. Which the plot um, is as created. far as yeah, the pl- the plot really kind of starts there. As far as I believe, what's his name? It's his stoic. I think is the right hand man. No, that's the father. <coughs> that's the father. Grimmel. Grimmel is the right hand guy, uh, and basically tells him, "Hey, you can't be bringing these dragons back uh, to Burke because we have no more room." And you right? can kind so of that's... tell, like the movie itself was like when they all arrived back at Berg, I was like, "Dang, there's like no there was more a space. lot of dragons." Yeah. yeah, yeah, there was a lot of dragons for sure, and they were just on one part of this like cliff. Like I felt like maybe they could have built more like inward inland, 
But I guess maybe for defense purposes, they just wanted to stay in that one little area. So, um, but yeah, so that's kind of what the plot kind of kicks off with was, hey, we don't have enough room for people and dragons. And so uh, Hiccup decides kind of to go on his own to the cliff and think about maybe they should move. They haven't moved in what, like eight or ten generations, I think. Seven. It was seven. Seven. Yeah. It was seven. Yeah. Seven generations they've been in Burke, and you know Hiccup is thinking about picking up and moving on out to make room for more dragons to live amongst the Burkeans. So uh, at this point, any thoughts? Yeah. Uh, just that whole plot is really what the movie's about, and I thought it was a good storyline, you know, because like you kind of think. At the like, at the beginning, I thought it was like, oh, okay, like, I didn't really think about the overcrowding of Burke. I was just thinking, like, I don't know, they were making it work, and then everything was good. But it kind of just fast forward to making a good little plot for Hiccup and the crew to just kind of figure out a solution for all the dragons and how Burke can be more successful in their voyage and stuff. So I thought it was a good plot. Yeah. And here also is where we kind of get the whole marriage relationship part with Astrid and Hiccup. Mm-hmm. So that, that whole thing is also uh, brought about by, I believe, Grimmel, you know, saying, hey, if you were to marry Astrid, um, th- things would be a lot more, I guess, orderly uh, around here. And there would be more respect generated uh, amongst the people and just amongst everybody uh, and amongst enemies, you know, to know that you guys are united and provide a stronger front. Um, that being said, we kind of skip over right after that, uh, all that's going on in Burke, to meeting the main bad guys mm-hmm. of, this, um, of this movie, which I believe they're just called the Warlords. Did anybody get a name on that? No, it's just Warlords. Um, I don't think so, yeah. Right, it's just four, four like, mo- uh, Mongol looking people they're basically uh, well, I mean, for dragons I guess yeah i mean they, they were i think it was like four different people because there was you know someone from like like a mongolian like, uh, mongolian like M- a mongolian like generals or something like that well, yeah but like we also had there was also a viking right the Vi- like the bigger guy that the Vi- yeah that, that talked to you and then there was the, the like, girl was he a viking though i oh, thought they were all just mongolian that guy was just massive I think they were from like different because like, that's how they got like all the like or different territories. Yeah, yeah like, different territories because when they were going to find Burke when they end up moving, they had like hundreds of ships because they. I mean, you can't get that from. I feel like not the same like uh, conquest. Like you had to, they had like a pact. Um, so yeah, I think yeah. they kind of all they all kind of had a alliance. Wolves. Yeah, well, so the whole thing with that is that the warlords, their big old plan was obviously to conquer the whole entire world. And in order to do that, they were creating a dragon army. They were capturing dragons, bringing them back to their ships, caging them, uh, or uh, what do you call it, taming them to become this one giant human dragon army. And that's kind of where the bad guys stand. Mm -hmm. Right, on uh, as far as, as, as the plot line goes. But there is one issue, which is Toothless being the Alpha. He, he's a Night Fury, 
And here comes really what I think is probably the main bad guy. I mean, we have like the, the, the warlords, but then we have um, the main kind of antagonist, I would, I would say antagonist of the story um, who comes in here. And, and what was his name? I, I completely forgot his name. Anybody has have his name? You know, I didn't catch it either, but it, it wasn't like they had a lot of substance to his character. It was like, yeah, you know, he's like this night period. He's pivot, just but this that guy. Yeah. 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 I don't think he had really a name. I think if so, they maybe said it once or twice. Yeah, it was never really. And I, I, I just referred to him as the night the the night fury killer right like yeah. that's that's how I referred to him and so that's even in my notes that's kind of how I referred to him uh, as well so we meet this guy come to find out he is the night fury killer he has killed or at least he thought he killed out all of the night furies uh, across the world and that was what he was well known for um, this dude looked creepy. Yeah, he was not appealing whatsoever. I mean, right from the get-go, I, like, chills went down my back because I was like, this guy looks, like, scary. Like, scary as hell and crazy. Anybody else get that feeling? Oh, yeah, I thought he was like, no, and a little... Yeah, he's a creep. He was just a creep. His voice definitely matched his character. Yeah. Hundred uh, percent. I, I don't even that. know who. I don't know who who the voice actor was, but hundred percent was the right person to play that guy. <laughs> yeah, and I'm trying to look for him, man. I I I can't find who this guy is. Uh, Gobber. I don't know who that is. I forgot who Gobber is. Is he one of the the crew? There's uh Snotlout, which no, is I got it. He's, I got he's pretty, it. Fact check. Who is it? Gabriel Sanchez. His name was Grimmel. The, the fictional character is Grimmel. He was played by F. Murray Abraham. Huh. So Grimmel is the bad guy. So then Grimmel is the bad guy. Got you. Okay. So then, who the heck is the right hand man? I don't know. I'll have to uh, look uh, look at that. But uh, okay. So Grimmel's the bad guy. There you go. We have a name. Yeah, um, and then Goober is his right hand man. Goober. Okay. Goober. Something with the G. Yeah. Goober's the right hand man of the father who is stoic. Correct. Gotcha. Okay. So now that we got our characters in order, uh, we end up meeting Grimmel. And Grimmel is quite a creep. Uh, white hair, clear eyes, uh, looks kind of like a vampire. Very vampire. Uh, very vampire. Yeah, he looks yeah. very much like Dracula. Yeah, and uh, it, was, it was quite creepy. And also in this scene as well, we meet or see at least a different breed of dragon. Yeah, we did. Those guys were super sick too, man. Like, I loved how I loved. Yeah, I loved these dragons. Yeah, and like how they had the poison in their horns, and when they like they spit out acid. It wasn't like fire; had normal fire is. It was acid that turned into fire and just destroyed villages, which destroyed. Yeah, which destroyed Burke as well. Yeah, and to tell you the truth, I was kind of scared when they brought those out. I was like, dang, how is this movie going to overcome those looking things? Like they looked mean. They looked yeah. And it didn't seem like there was anything that was slowing him down or, yeah. or you know, stopping him. Exactly. So, and he had, what, like four or five of these things? Yeah, it was like, I mean, it was like four, four to six. Yeah, and nobody knew what kind of breed they were. I don't even think they even said where they were from. I think they just said, do you know anything about them? And they said no. And then that's kind of where, where it all went. Yeah, because so we, the Vikings would, like, know every v- dragon that they've seen before, and they would put it in mm-hmm. a book and, like, 
they would always go to and they're like, we've never seen this dragon before. So we don't know like its weaknesses and how to defeat it. And it was kind of, it was, yeah, I was nervous. It was scary. Yeah, I, I mean, was not loud. That was yeah. Jonah Hill's character who'd always knew about all the dragons. The, all the, the dragons. Fat, bigger guy. And then yeah. the fact yeah, that, yeah, that the little baby couldn't like oh control God. them either. Cause they were, I guess they were hypnotized Cause they were by being their poisoned yeah. by their own venom. Yeah. Right. It was, that was actually pretty clever to, to kind of have that going on but it was only just enough to where it wasn't like putting them out or putting them to sleep like they normally use their venom for but it was just enough to kind of like get them out of a daze to not be paying attention to anybody but the master but Grimmel the bad guy right um, a little, go ahead I was going to say a little side note that Jonah Hill's character reminded me of one of our friends what friends? Taw. A shout out. Did anyone else get that out. vibe? I, I don't know if you, For, we, I think Jonah Hill's character is different than that we were talking about. Fishlegs is the one no, that no. knows about the dragons. I'm talking about the character that had the baby dragon that would eat rocks. Yeah, I think his name's Fishlegs. 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 Okay, Fishlegs reminded me of freaking Taw, dude. Every time I saw him, I just pictured <laughs> Taw for some reason, and I can't. I I just can't get that out of my head. <laughs> oh wow, dude! I don't I know guess. why. Okay, uh, I mean a little bit. I can see it. But uh, Jonah Hill's character was not. He's not the knowledgeable one. He's the one that was hitting on the like, the short one. Yeah, yeah on the, the old on the like. Oh, the mom. that's his character. Yeah, yeah. that's Jonah the, Hill's character. I mean, he's not raw, man. The mom was. She's a good looking. Animated, animated character. character. <laughs> oh my god! There we are. There we are. <laughs> oh, that makes sense. It's McLovin who plays Fish Legs. Yes. <laughs> oh my god. Oh, uh, that's yeah. funny. Anybody at all think that Roughnut, who is the girl twin, any idea at all that they that was Kristen Wiig? Yes. What? I actually, Kristen Wiig. Yeah, that's actually, the comedian Saturday Night Live. Yeah. Did y'all know that? I yeah, had it's... no idea that that no. was her. No clue. I'm looking at it right now. Uh, we have our Mr. Game of Thrones, Jon Snow, uh, playing Eret, who I believe is the guy that uh, Fish Legs is always. Oh, he's not the Fish big Legs, not loud. The fit one, right? Yeah, yeah. the manly one. Yeah, yeah. So I think he's. Uh, that's who Jon Snow is. Like stealing what's Kit his Harrington. Face thunder. Yeah, he was funny. I thought that was funny. I thought the twins were hilarious. They like pretty much oh, the entire yeah. movie. When the when the the oh, what's the male twin's name, Nick? Roughnut. Roughnut. Tough Nut. Tough Nut. Tough Nut. Yeah, when Tough Nut had the fake beard, the whole time Bro, I thought was, it was so. It was, so it was like funny. Funny. It was such an easy joke. Like once it was, like the first time he did it, like it was funny. But like every time he'd go back and he'd say it, like, it, I just got funnier. I thought so. I thought the humor <laughs> for that was really funny. Yeah, and then boy was... talk the boy talk scene when they when they first find out that uh, <laughs> yeah. that goober not goober uh the antagonist was like hunting uh toothless oh grimmel grimmel yeah. yeah when they like that scene when he was doing the boy talk was also super funny because <laughs> it, it got stopped like three different times right and he just like kind of picked it up where it left off yeah it was crazy it was very <laughs> funny yeah that was that was a good one um. So yeah, so so anyway, we meet what we what I call uh, the dragon hunter. Uh, this is actually what I put down in my uh, in my notes. But he's end up he ends up being Grimmel, and he is uh, also known as the Night Fury Killer. And um, we cut right back to the cliff scene again with Hiccup sitting onto the uh, on the 
uh, the cliff on top of the cliff, right? As I just said. And basically him and Astrid are having a conversation. Again, we find out he wants to move to the hidden world. This kind of fantasy or this, uh, what do you call it? Um, fairy tale, so to speak, about this place where dragons live where nobody knows that they are. It's just this this world that dragons live happily ever after, essentially. And Hiccup's plan is to take Burke, all of the Burkeans and the dragons that are with the people of Burke, and go to the hidden world and live amongst the dragons, uh, find this world and be there uh, for the end of time, essentially. You know, nobody is going to know that they're there. And so that's the plan. That's that's what he really wants to do, kind of what he's set on doing. Um, but it kind of gets backtracked because Toothless really wants to play fetch with his amputee leg, which I thought was actually really cool. <laughs> I like I like the dog aspects, yeah. aspects of Toothless. I think that's just it makes him a more enjoyable, lovable because it makes yeah, it makes it it makes a character that we don't know how dragons would act relatable to us because we know how dogs act so it makes him feel more of a pet and more of a companion mm-hmm. than anything else yeah 100 yeah, yeah that's a like good way to put it fire like you know they're they have a lot of like, not dark stuff to them but you know like just when you think of dragons it's not like a dog correct like, yeah. Yeah. you think of fire yeah, you think of destruction yeah you think of killing but here in this movie like Gabe said, they're thought as companions, right? That's the whole, that was like movie one and two of How to Train Your Dragon. You know, Hiccup's whole thing is that, you know, humans and dragons can live amongst each other. So to see that was a really cool, you know, again, that's kind of a comic relief. He wants to play. He wants to play fetch. Um, Astrid shows up. Now both of the dragons, her dragon as well, um, wants to play fetch. So, you know, very, very, like you know, dog-like characteristics uh, of the dragons. Well, uh, Hick, or, um, Toothless ends up, I guess, catching on a scent or hearing something. I can't exactly remember what it is that kind of catches him or catches his attention. And basically, he goes into the woods, is sniffing around, and this is where we meet the female Night Fury, or Bright Fury, as Hiccup wanted to call her. Uh, but Astrid actually made her the Light Fury, which ended up being the name that we now uh, know this uh, this light, light Fury as. Um, I don't think she actually gets a name throughout this movie. She doesn't. Yeah, because they don't really ever. She doesn't trust him until the very end, like the very right. end. So yeah, they don't really have a relationship yeah. to be named. Yeah, they, see, they don't the... even like try to give her a name. I w- I was really confused at this part, um, just because. She was captured at the beginning, and the antagonist just, you know, Grimmel just like lets lets her go. Like, like at the beginning, I, I I genuinely thought, you know, she was like some sort of spy, or like he was like feeding her, like you know, some kind of venom or something. Because like, like I think it's just crazy how he knew that it was gonna be that big of a distraction, and he was gonna get be able to get both of them back. You know, yeah. From the get go, I got that feeling too. I was like, I was like, too good to be true. Yeah, right. Like you just find you find your soulmate, and I I don't know. It just blew my mind because like it didn't. It was just weird to me. Yeah, 
No, it was it was weird. But I think what his whole point of doing that is is because Toothless thinks that he's the last Night Fury or part, you know, spe- his speed of his species of dragon. And I think kind of towards the end, what we find out his whole point of that was to pull Toothless away, the Alpha away from the Burke, like the Burkeans. So that way it makes it easier for kind of chaos to uh, chaos to kind of arise mm-hmm. and erupt. And it makes his job easier and the warlord's job easier to attack and to get these dragons that they're trying to get for their army. So I think that was his like plan. It wasn't necessarily like this dragon is mine and it's under my control. It was more so we're taking the alpha out of the picture and then we're going to attack and, you know, I'm going to help kill the night furies at a later date or a later time. So I think that's kind of where it was coming from. Gabe, is that kind of, that makes sense. I think that's what we got yeah. out of the movie. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. I was also a little confused because I kind of thought every time that the light fury came around, like something bad was going to happen. Uh, but then just kind of going over the movie, it was just to separate the two because Grimmel, it, he often like referred to like the hunt, like, He's in it for the hunt, the thrill, like the game, you know? So he just knew that to get what he wanted was to get the prey separated from their companions so he can attack them one by one. Uh, And that was kind of the idea. But, yeah. Yeah, 100%. 100%. I agree with that. That's kind of what the plan was. So hope that uh, helped you out, Joey. I think. Yeah, no. Yeah, yeah. I have a lot of doubts, too, with her coming in and out of the picture the way she was doing. Mm-hmm. Well, I think that's what it was meant to feel. Right. Feel like yes, it was. it was a setup. She's about to turn on on Toothless. It's just us waiting. When is that going to happen? But that wasn't necessarily the plan. So that definitely, you know, gets us on our on the edge of our seats. You know, trying to think that this is going to go wrong, but in fact, it she was just uh, another Night Fury or Light Fury. You know, just kind of living life as if she was free. Correct. But, it was just that, that natural element to it that uh, Grimmel wanted to have. That, like, as if it was just, it was real. Which it was. It was real, yeah. I mean, this this was honestly a really, really cool scene. Obviously, you know, the first two movies, we had never seen another Night Fury. It was just Toothless, and here we are, third movie. Hey, there happens to be one other one that's, at least that we know of. Never say never. Another, Never say never, yeah. Until the so, end. Uh, it was, it was, until the end. Where they have little babies. Yeah, spoiler. Yep. Huge, huge spoiler. spoiler. They, they have little babies. Right <laughs> <laughs> they have little babies. Um, <laughs> so, so that was really cool. Um, we do find out one, one last thing about the Light Fury in this, uh, in this um, scene. And that is she has the capability of disappearing. Yeah, camouflage. And camouflage. So essentially, she just shoots out a ball of fire. She flies or dives straight into it, and then gone. Um, I don't think it's like I don't think she teleports. It's just once she goes through, like Gabe said, she camouflages, and you just don't see her anymore. But she's still like flying around. Well, I think she can activate that without going through the fireball. I think she just does that like while in like battle or whatever, just for like a distraction. Because she was in, it's not even camouflage. It's like she's invisible. Like, even like yeah. at the very first scene that they meet her, when the trap goes off, she was invisible in the, in the, like, the trees and the, just the forest. So, she didn't, like, do that, like, with the fire. I don't, so, I yeah. don't think, but I don't know. That's just kind of, every time that she did maybe do it, she turned invisible at that sen- sen- uh, second, but I don't know. 
maybe yeah maybe it's like like you said it's a distraction so like people think she has to do that in order to disappear but in reality she can do it whenever she wants yeah. i mean yeah i mean that makes sense more from like a like a predator type you know uh a view mm-hmm. um but yeah right after that uh toothless can't get her off of his mind he is in awe he is in love uh kind of get a cute little uh montage or scene of him uh, watching other dragons during the mating season and how they kind of attract to one another. And since he's never really had that because he's never had another night fury or light fury in the mix, he doesn't know what to what do. The right attracts. Thing to do is. Exactly. Yeah. And it's kind of like a whole little like teen love, right? Like puppy love, even for like teenagers. It was, again, it was very relatable uh, watching him do this because it's like it's, it's his first time going through this. And of course, he doesn't know what to do right it's 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 cute in a sense yeah and they really push that button with like when you said team love to make it i think uh relatable for us is when like he even stood up like hiccup was trying to teach him like how to walk straight and everything so mm-hmm. he started to walk straight like a human so it was kind of <laughs> also that like goofy like now like yeah he plays like the like he kind of acts like a dog but now he's kind of acting like a, a teenage boy like talking to a girl for the first time like standing up straight with his chest out so it was very relatable, that whole scene, just, like, how nervous, like, it is to talk to just girls and whatever, like, when you're a young boy or whatever, and it's never happened to yeah. you. So, it was very adorable. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so, anyway, um, we go into kind of a whole, uh, you know, he tries to impress her um, with all these different types of dances, which is cute. They're trying to get to know one another hiccups in the background on the the forest uh kind of tree line um and toothless is looking at you know at the corner of his eye to see what uh hiccups doing so that he tries to you know he's trying to help anyway doesn't go too hot she ends up disappearing and uh that that's kind of that um but we do kind of come to a scene very shortly where the dragon killer grimmel ends up being in the house of Hiccup, Hiccup's house. Now that was uh, and this very is... creepy. I was like, that fast, this guy? Yeah. Yeah, because we met him, and then he was like, next scene that we see him was like in Hiccup's house. And I was like, oh, we're yeah. moving that fast. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we're there. He's he's knows who he needs to, to talk to, uh, and he's sitting in Hiccup's uh, kitchen area, I think. And basically you know hiccup is trying to defend himself he pulls out his sword uh the guy's not phased he's not scared one bit goes and sits in his dad's throne which i think definitely strikes a nerve with hiccup just disrespectful at that point honestly straight disrespectful. straight disrespectful. yeah but a hundred yeah and the good thing was is that that attack on toothless and the light fury with the trap just had happened so they knew someone was tracking them so they came prepared that someone was in the village mm-hmm. and then, yeah. So it, go ahead. Yeah, no, that that's, yeah, you're right. The trap kind of alarmed hiccup and said, Hey, somebody is placing traps. Somebody's here. Um, and we need to be prepared for it. So they are prepared for it. He shoots what he thinks is toothless under the bed or under the pillows or the blanket and come to find out it's not toothless. It's a, dist- it's, it's a total fluke. 
It's is it fish it was, legs? It was fish, fish legs. legs. Yeah. Yeah, it was fish legs. Um, I thought that was so funny when it like revealed that it was him. I was like, no. Yeah, it was funny. <laughs> yeah, it would be him. Um, and so anyway, so yeah, so it's a complete fluke, and they trapped uh the Grimmel in the house. But of course, Grimmel's goons, his goon dragons, come out of nowhere uh, and kind of wreak havoc, vomit burn down at least what i think is just hiccups house i don't think they really burned down all of burke they might have burned down a few more other houses mm-hmm. but i know it's hiccups house for sure mm-hmm. uh and then grimmel ends up uh getting away so that's when we first meet or hiccup and grimmel meet and uh you know definitely some tension caused there and some alarming uh it's very alarming for Burkins. you know it's very alarming for hiccup and they have a meeting in the hall, the grand hall, and Hiccup, this is where he tells everyone, hey, we're going to search for the hidden world. Uh, and everybody thinks he's crazy. Yeah, because that's just they not – He's absolutely nuts. That's not what Vikings do. Like, they all about territory and, like, this is all land. And it was very not the popular opinion uh, in, the, in the hall, for sure. Yeah, no, it's it's definitely against the ways of the Viking. And, you know, everybody's wanting to fight. They're wanting to stand their ground. You know, they're like, we have dragons. But none of that is really interesting or it doesn't really matter to Hiccup. He's kind of a different uh, – he's a different Viking. Mm-hmm. And we've known that since since the first movie, right? He's always done things differently. Correct. And why stop now? Uh, so he's like, hey, we're going to find the hidden, the hidden world. And – uh, who was it? Which twin was it? Was it Tough Nut? Uh, Tough yeah, Nut. yeah. He was like, "I'm with him. Who's with me?" Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And everyone was like, was "Crickets." <laughs> it's crickets. But then the next scene, the next cut scene, just right from there, it's everybody, yeah. all their dragons. Yeah. They have all their stuff packed. They're in the they're in the air, flying over the ocean. Uh, so it, you know, what you thought was just a completely bad idea ends up. You know, everybody is on board. So that was really funny. It was, again, comic relief. I think that part was, was, was great. Um, but, yeah, so, so that's kind of where we're at. Um, they end up flying out, finding the hidden world, and they end up finding this island that's, I believe, what, like east uh, of where Burke is. And actually, this is where they have the nading scene for the Light Fury and Toothless which was very, very cute as a montage. Things don't necessarily go to plan, uh, and then she ends up disappearing. Um, but the mom, who is Valka, yep. who we end up meeting in the second movie, she, she's kind of the big thing in the second movie, but she decides that she's going to take her and her dragon, um, who was a cloud, cloud bringer? Or something like that. Cloud something. I forgot what the dragon's name I just was. Know he's the biggest, um, big one the with the horns, dude. Yeah. Yeah. He's a monster. He is a unit. Love, love him. Uh, doesn't take shit from anybody. For oh, sure. excuse my language. Uh, I think no. that was the first cuss word. First cuss word on the podcast. First cuss word on the PG-13, people. PG-13. Yeah, it's fine. But he doesn't take anything from anyone. There we go. That that, that sounds. <laughs> We're talking about a kids movie, Nick. I know kids movies. Gosh dang Jeez, it! Save um, that for the rated R movies that we have coming up. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, but yeah, so he, him, uh, I think it's Cloudbringer or Cloud Storm or something like that. Something with a cloud, and uh, Valka end up flying back 
towards um, Burke, and she ends up finding this massive fleet of ships, like hundreds and hundreds of ships that these conquerors, that the warlords have, um, and are trying to use with all of their dragons. They're on their cage in their cages. Uh, she just kind of discovers what really is going on, and just the mass of of enemies that you know they they have to face uh, at some point or another. So she ends up bringing that information back, uh, but that isn't until we kind of get into some other scenes where we find out that Toothless can do the same exact thing that the Light Fury can, and that is go. It basically disappear. Yeah, uh, camouflage. Yeah, which is a new ability that that we found out. What's up? He does it a lot different. You know, he lights up, his horns light up, and then like he uses like it, it seems like lightning. He's like a lightning him. bolt. Yeah, he yeah. takes to a lightning bolt. He, well, that's a different ability that we learned too. Because he can do yeah, both. This is a completely new ability. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah, because he actually. he was shooting he was shooting the ball the balls of fire and going through them also. Yeah, he did that too. So it was like a different so, yeah. element. So we, like he had to get electricity to do it. It wasn't just fire. Yeah, I thought it was cool. I thought it was neat that he was able to do that too. For sure. Yeah. So it it was really cool. You kind of they kind of made you you know see that his way of doing it was a little bit different from the Light Fury's way of doing it. She was more kind of elegant, more you know just ladylike, and he was more you know. Man, I don't want to say manly, but just more masculine, so to speak, and how they made him do that type of ability just a little bit differently. So we do find out, and again, kind of a foreshadow, hey, this is a new ability. Uh, obviously, at some point, it's going to come into play, right? A little bit of a predictability aspect on that, for sure. So uh, anyway, they. Uh, so then we kind of go into where Hiccup is – uh, wanting to go for the dragon killer. Um, they they don't know where Toothless is. Toothless and the Light Fury, they end up going, uh, you know, flying out together, getting to know each other a little bit more. And the cutscene ends where the Light Fury kind of hugs Toothless and then takes him down into this green kind of foggy, um, almost like death hole, it looks like. And that's kind of where we cut to where now Hiccup is saying, you know, Toothless isn't coming back. I don't know what to do. They kind of talk some sense into him. And he says, you know what? We can do this. Uh, you know, this is something that we can definitely do without uh, <coughs> dragons. He kind of gets some self-confidence. And um, they end up making – they end up take them, taking the fight to the, the Night Fury killer. And they end up going to uh, the fleet or the ship or the, the what was it, a castle actually? I think it was like some sort of castle or whatever. And they end up taking the fight to the Night Fury Killer. However, the Night Fury Killer knows that this is probably going to happen, sets up a trap. He traps them in with his demon dragons that I don't know, still don't know what they're called. Um, and basically, they just start vomiting over everything uh, and they end up escaping. However, Rough nut just comes out of nowhere after they've already escaped and it stands right <laughs> next to Grimmel and just says, I don't know, something stupid like, yeah, they always forget me or something like that. Just just something dumb. Um, 
and Grimmel kind of just looks at her like she is the most retarded person in this entire world. <laughs> and so, anyway, so she's captured as a prisoner. So, uh, yeah, I mean, it, it, we, this was just kind of a part where, in my mind, I was like, of course it's Rough Nut. Of course it's someone that is dumb enough to give away the position of where the Burkeans are. And she I thought saw she it was from being a mile away the whole time. She thought she was like, oh, she was like, she was playing it off. Yeah, yeah. I was like, it dude. frustrated me. I was like, how can you be that dumb? It- of course, that's her character, right? <laughs> like, she just doesn't think uh, more than you know ever. I guess you could say she loves herself. She <laughs> I loves. Found, herself. I found that out. She was. The funniest thing. She doesn't need no hype man. Oh. She was her own hype man. <laughs> yes, yeah. So she, so so, cue the scene where she's in the jail cell, right behind uh, Grimmel. He's trying to make up a plan, and she is just talk, 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 talking about herself, talking about how nobody's good for her. You know, she's all that, um, and just goes from one topic to another. I mean, I myself, I just was like, oh, my gosh, make her stop. Like, I just wanted her to and, stop talking. Yeah, and meanwhile, Grimmel's, like, trying to come up with a plan and, like, trying to strategize what his next move's going to be. So he's getting frustrated, and it was just – it was a good scene. It was a really good scene, for <laughs> sure. So, anyway, uh, she ends up saying something about how uh, – how, how the Burkians are, you know, they're all tidied up on their island, and Grimmel ends up catching, you know, catching wind of that, hears that, and has the idea to just tell her to go home, tells her that she's annoying and that he doesn't want to deal with it anymore. And so she gets on a little baby dragon that he doesn't, he you know, tells her, you know what, I don't need to feed my dragons this. And she's like, you feed your dragons, you know, another other dragons. And, um, which I thought was pretty cool. Like that's like kind of the only time where we actually get any type of like dragon on dragon violence as far as like them eating each other, Um, which I thought, Hey, why don't we have that in the movie? You know, like dragons eating each other. But anyway, so that's more like PG. And that's, yeah, it's like game of Thrones, dude. (laughs) The whole time Nick was telling me after the movie was, I wish there was like blood and like they're Vikings, like they're ruthless people. And I was like, dude, it's PG 13 movie. All right. PG movie. It's not game of Thrones, dude. It's not, on HBO right yeah, now. No, I, I understand that, but like those fight scenes, man. Like at one point, he the girl tosses like a little gas bomb, and then they light them on fire. Like that's true. I, yeah. That was, every time like yeah, there so, was violence, they like fade away from it. Though, like every time it was like someone like actually like, you know like is probably being killed, like they would fade away from it. Nick wants to see the blood, dude. The skin coming off. He wants the whole. No, knife. I just want to see. I just want to <laughs> see like one swipe of the sword to the abdomen, and then the guy goes down. Like you don't have to show me like the blood and the guts. You don't have to show me like him like making some like ah like dying sound. I just want to see a sword swipe against the abdomen, and then he just like falls. Oh, just yeah, just like go I, down. Or even it was like they were just knocking each other out because like yeah, the sword was, was just there to like for pretty much parody, you know, like parody attacks. Like there was no, like there was, there was nothing, no damage. It's like at that point, just use just clubs, like just, just use old, you know, caveman weapons. And instead of axes and swords and shields and, you know, all these other like later time weapons, like just use clubs, like a stick and then have the fighting scene. (laughs) The violence that you probably would have liked as far as like the, what they could have done, I guess. 
would be like uh not violent like action would be from like the Shrek movies, I think. And like you know, oh, like, like they had like movies. prison boots with a sword, but like they would like and even like they had like knights and stuff. Like it was like actual kind of real and like it wasn't like cheesy with like uh, yeah, like they knocked out people too, but like I think that's kind but of But he was like stabbing them and they would just go down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that's all I'm that's all I'm saying. Or like even like the fight scenes in like Kung Fu Panda. Like if they were actually decking people in the face, you know, or like kicking people, you know, in the stomach. These guys were just like taking the butts of their swords and then like sw- swinging, missing, and then just like boonk, like right on the head, and then they go they went down. And I was like, uh, this is the lamest fight scenes <laughs> I've ever seen in mo- like in an animated movie. It's ridiculous. Yeah, but anyway, that's my that's my <laughs> point. It was so that's good my movie. viewpoint. Still, I still thought <laughs> it was still good movie. Yeah. Don't let that discourage you. Um, that was just me being very, very, you know, passionate. <laughs> yeah, passionate about about animated movies and fight scenes. Uh-huh. And I get, um, yeah, that, I get how that's kind of like a disappointment, especially with the choice of weapons that they're using. Yeah, I totally get it. Hiccup's blade though was pretty sweet with the fire blade. Oh yeah, it was sick. Yeah, that was so sick. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. And that's like that was the whole thing. I think I think that was in the second movie when he develops that whole flaming sword and uh the gas bomb mm-hmm. that's that's kind of where that comes into play where it's like a flammable gas out of like one of the dragons or something like that and then they throw the sword and it lights it and ignites it and it just blows up mm-hmm. so that was a, that was cool that they kind of brought that back and it was very noticeable and in, in that scene where him and astrid share i guess their first kiss i think is their first kiss because if not then they just made it like a big deal for nothing but whatever um so I'm just trying to find my place. We're no, yeah, we, we were just uh, talking about how uh, Rough Nut pretty much like gives away the location, mm-hmm. and they get oh yeah. yeah so th- so they give away the location, uh, and that's kind of where uh, well she flies away, which ends up return turning into her giving away the location. But before we get to that point, Hiccup and Asher end up going to find Toothless, um, and so they end up finding the hidden world. And they notice that Toothless and the Light Fury end up becoming mates. They end up uh, doing their kind of mating ritual. Uh, He's the alpha, kind of gives his little alpha dragon roar on top of this beautiful, you know, crystal rock uh, around all these dragons in this beautiful cave um, that is known as the Hidden World. Go ahead. Sorry. No, yeah, that's just like underneath, like the sea, pretty much. Like it's just a hole in the sea. Is yeah, what I was gonna say, yeah, yeah, it's a hole in the sea, and it was just a really, really beautiful. I mean, bunch of colors. Uh, they just did a really good job visually making this place look like uh, just paradise for for dragons. And so, um, but anyway, we we see that, and this is kind of where we see Hiccup saying, you know what, this place is just meant. For dragons, it's not meant for people to interfere with what the dragons have going on here. And he kind of changes his mind, but that's not before a big old dragon finds him and Astrid kind of peeking in on what's going on, which is uh, Toothless and the Light Fury becoming like the king and queen of the dragons. And so he ends up wanting to kill this guy, but then Toothless ends up saving um, uh, Astrid and Hiccup. And then ends up getting them out of there and going back to the new Burke. Uh, so that's that's kind of 
where we end up finding out that Roughnut comes back. She's just like, yeah, they just let me go. Um, and basically, Hiccup's like, they just let you go. This is not good. This is not what we want to be happening right now. And lo and behold, there's Grimmel shoots Toothless, shoots the Light Fury, captures them, and uh, this is kind of where we start getting into the end of the movie. Uh, and with the with the giant battle scene, uh, trying to get Toothless and the Light Fury back. The dragons are trying to attack. They can't um, he, because mm-hmm. Grimmel is pointing an arrow gun straight at the Light Fury, and uh, Toothless ends up giving the dragons basically an alpha call saying hey back off because you're not fixing to be the reason why my new mate that we just became mates uh you're not going to be the cause of her death okay i don't know if you guys remember this but when he was down there you know in the or when you know when they when they all go down there there's another life fury and a child in the crowd when the other life fury were like you know do being alphas together did anyone else catch that or was that the only one they caught that i honestly to be honest your mic was kind of breaking up on that okay so i apologize yeah, yeah, yeah I I that was just me too i i didn't quite get all of that okay so remember how um hiccup and his girl go down they they see that um toothless and the light fury you know being alphas together and when everyone was bowing down to them, did, did you guys notice that there was another Light Fury and, a, like, a baby Light Fury in the crowd? No. I didn't notice that. Yeah. I didn't really... I didn't, are you sure? Like, it could have been just another dragon. I, n- no, I'm, like, 98% sure that I... It was really? just, like, a sea of dragons. I don't think... Ever, yeah. I must have... I, I wasn't paying attention. Yeah, yeah, I just thought, like, oh, there's a crap ton of dragons that are bowing down to the now... The, the main alpha and alpha S, I don't know what, omega, I guess, is what they, they call the females. Alpha and omega of the dragons. So, no, yeah, there was, there was another, there was another life fury, dude. I, I, huh. I was just really tripping Maybe out. it was like a foreshadow. And it was a baby. Maybe. maybe. Who knows? Maybe. I, know. I mean, maybe it was also just like an Easter egg and maybe we could probably look that up and see if they were actually, you know, if they did that. Just to do it. Yeah, maybe. Say, hey, screw it. Why not? Mm -hmm. See if there's people like Joey actually paying attention to the dragon (laughs) scene where they're all bowing down. (laughs) (laughs) Because apparently, you know, three out of four people did not. So 25% were actually paying attention. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But yeah, so basically, uh, the dragons are called off. They end up up just following uh, Hiccup and the Light Fury and Grimmel over to the cages and surrendering themselves to the warlords. They go in their cages. Um, but basically, this is kind of where Hiccup says, you know what, we got to do something. This is all my fault, blah, 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 blah. Doesn't have as much confidence in himself. But then Astrid comes and says, hey, you're the love of my life. Um, you know, I believe in you, blah, blah, blah. Got to step and it up. You got to step it up. You got to be the man that I want to marry one day. And he's like, you know what? Yes, uh, I do. You're right. And he gets, he has his plan. And basically his plan is to get in their dragon scale armor and glide, just sky glide or cliff jump off a cliff onto the ships 
and free the dragons. It's essentially what it is. Yeah, it's like a squad mission, kind of. It's only, it's not, they were trying to be more stealth-like and not give away the position yeah. of a whole Viking, like, army. So it was just, yeah, the, the select of his friends and stuff. To yeah, keep and then, again, there's kind of a foreshadow from back in the, you know, the beginning of the movie where the mom was like, you guys need to be more dependent uh, on yourselves rather than being, you know, mostly dependent on your dragons. And this is kind of where that comes into play. They don't have their dragons. It's just, just them. Uh, and so, you know, they're, they're really, they need to do this together. Uh, and they end up skydiving. They jump and Hiccup immediately goes for Grimmel gets the arrow gun pointed away from the Light Fury. And that's kind of when uh, Hiccup, or I'm sorry, uh, Toothless gives the, the go-ahead to all his dragons saying, hey, cause havoc. Get out, start fighting. Uh, and we have our end scene, which I think is probably one of the better fighting scenes just because the dragons themselves kind of come into mix and destroying stuff and hitting masts on the ships and stuff like that. What do you guys, what do you guys think? Probably the best fighting scene? Yes or no? No. I, I, I thought it was solid. I thought it was way better than the at the very beginning. I, I digged it a lot. You know, the fact that, like, you got to see, like, all the dragons just kind of doing their thing and just pretty much just dominating the playing field. Yeah, and you can even say that more even about, like, the humans as well. Uh, just because I feel like they had the confidence. Like, before, mm-hmm. at the very beginning, the first scene, they were relying, like you said, on their dragons. But this was kind of more of like a do or die, like we can do this. And when they were fighting, they were fighting more as a team. So it was very, it was very smooth to watch with how they were moving along the ship. And, Agreed, yeah. And so it was just it was a better fighting scene just because of their compatibility and how they were going about it. So that's what I really thought. It wasn't really more of the fact that anything was different with like animation and everything. It was just more of the fact that they've grown as individuals throughout the, the movie for this situation and that's what made it better for sure no 100 percent. yeah it was uh it was definitely a really good smooth uh fight scene but again again and and this was just a good directed scene i think in my personal opinion like you guys said they were kind of just panning from ship to ship just kind of going left to right and just showing us the fluidity of of the fight and you know of all of them kind of working together to get uh, the job done and uh we do end up seeing that all the uh all the dragons end up getting out they get the last dragon out however uh toothless and and hiccup end up going for grimmel and this is where the new ability comes into play uh hiccup gets kind of sandwiched uh between the like the four or five of those evil vomiting dragons and here comes his electricity basically stuns them all four or five of them and they just start falling like flies Mm -hmm. and they end up going after um uh grimmel who is actually flying on the light fury he ended up doing the same thing to the light fury that he did to his dragons which is kind of dope her just enough to where she would listen to him and only him and so she's fighting with him only temporarily though hiccup ends up going taking off her little mask, taking off the little vial of poison and uh, kind of gets her attention. Um, but basically, once he does this, it is a free fall for him <laughs> and Grimmel straight to the ocean. And this is where kind of the tense moment comes into play. Because Grimmel shoots uh, 
Toothless. Yeah. And he starts Grimmel shoots Tooth Toothless with the poison. He's free falling. He uh hiccup saves the night the light fury and him and Grimmel start free falling, but right before they actually start free falling, he tells the light fury to save Hiccup. No, Toothless. I mean to save Toothless. Correct. So she goes, dives, you see it kind of in the background, you know, Hiccup's watching. You know, I, I liked the shot of this scene where you see Hiccup kind of like, you know, raising up his hand towards intense. Toothless. I, it was yeah. intense, just the way that they shot this scene. And so he's falling, you know, down. You see the cliff. You see the Light Fury diving, you know, uh, into Toothless, saving him right as the cliff is coming. So she dives or lands on the cliff with Toothless. And now it's just a pan straight over to uh, Hiccup and Grimmel. And there's kind of you know, Grimmel's tearing off all the wings to his suit. And now you're like, crap, if nobody comes to save Hiccup, this is it. Dude, mm-hmm. I cheered up. This could be. I, I the and, then, and then he grabs onto his, his wooden leg and uh, Hiccup detaches it. And so, you know, Grimmel's gone. And it's just like, wow, if yeah. Hiccup doesn't get saved by someone, like it's, it's over for him. Um. Yeah. Yeah. So, so Grimmel's. Ha- yeah, like you said, Grimmel's hanging on to the the amputee leg. Hiccup says, "Screw this! Let's the amputee leg go." Grimmel's in a free fall. Nothing to save him. And this is yeah, like you said, this was the intense moment. Is is Hiccup going to die? Yes or no? Yeah. And, and yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I mean, so then the Light Fury comes in, swoops up Hiccup, and. uh you know, Hiccup kind of says, I knew you were going to come through. I knew you were going to end up liking me. Kind of gives her a little bit of a smart aleck, you know, remark like that. And she ends up flying it over to Toothless uh, and saves his life. This is where I have a little bit of an issue. It's not an issue. You thought it would be better it, if it was an alternative. Yeah, you're right. It's not an <laughs> issue. I thought the alternative... Would have made this movie even better for me. I wanted Hiccup to die. Correct. And I was also on that same plane with you as well. I thought it would have been very dramatic. Dude, I've been waiting for this. I know, because we told you before. We told you before dude, we started. You know, dude. You guys. <laughs> You guys are <laughs> no, we are not. Dude, you're gonna, you're gonna learn throughout this podcast, especially me, me probably more than Nick, that a good movie for me is gonna be is the good like guy dying. Girl yeah. dies? Yes, wow. I, in the, for the greater good, you know. It's all for the it's for the greater good, you know. Ah man, yeah, it would have been it would have been nice man. if he would have. It would have sucked. I mean, so I something something like that. a Rogue One ending, something like a Rogue oh, One yeah. ending, Star Wars. Okay, I but mean, dude, come that's on, tell me dude, that okay, amazing. okay, so, so you're telling me that that this this movie would have been amazing if Toothless died, if freaking Hiccup died, and and it's just like you know because they're they're being alphas and you know, you know like I'm gonna take the bullet because I'm an alpha. Like no, dude, he, he, if he died, it would have been like the the most tragic story. His girl would have been alone, like. 
yeah, it would have just it would have fucked a lot of people. <laughs> <laughs> okay, first off, okay, one first thing, first thing. Okay, Joey, can you unplug your mic and then plug it back in? Because I you keep going out for me. I don't know if this is happening for anybody. It else. is happening for me too. Okay, so try try doing that and then plug it back in just so we can get you back on on track and and not falling out. Secondly. Great use of the word of the F word. Loved it. <laughs> um, <laughs> but lastly, no, I disagree with you. I think if Hiccup died in this movie. Okay, for, okay, so first, okay, here's the thing. Obviously, if Hiccup dies, we don't get the end part of this movie, which is obviously a good, wholesome, family-oriented ending. Right? Correct. I mean, we don't, we don't get Hiccup and Astrid getting married. We don't get... Hiccup and Astrid going out, having children, yeah. going out to sea to the hidden world, see, finding Toothless in the Light Fury and their babies, and they end up just being, uh, you know, all a happy family and, and, and you know, but having their freedom and, and not being dependent on one another. Like 20 years later. We wouldn't get that. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like, yeah, like 10, 15 years later. We wouldn't get that montage or whatever to where now we're like, okay, everything is great with this whole storyline but what we do get is we get an an ending that not only drops our jaw and is just one of those endings where it's just like oh my god that actually happened but we also get an ending that makes hiccup the one of the greatest animated characters to ever live I agree. In 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 this in this trilogy Mm -hmm. and 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 it it would it would have just been it would have been one of those just endings that you know, it's just like you can't talk about it. You can't say anything about it because it's just amazing. Yeah, I agree with Nick. <laughs> and so, yeah, I mean, it's 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 tough. I get it. I get where you guys are coming from. You know, it's an anime. It's a family movie. And why would you want a character in the family movie to die? And it, it's just, but I mean, you could have said that about his father in the second movie, who ends up dying. Correct. You know, like Correct. you know, you, you can. You could have said that about the first movie where they, you know, you, you assume that the mother is dead. And so it, it's, you know, they've done it several times. It's just, we don't really talk about it. You know, like the, the, the mother of all of this, like this example is Bambi's mom being killed. And, like Mufasa. You know, like, that's always Mufasa in Lion King, you know, but if it's like Simba, oh God, no, not Simba, but Mufasa is fine. You know, <laughs> but <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And so, like, I feel we never really got that in How to Train Your Dragon. And I felt this was the one sole and perfect time for something like that to happen. And why not it be the last film? You know, we got three full films with Hiccup in this storyline. But, again, we wouldn't have gotten the ending after all of this. And it could have even been, like, a, like a, even, like, an alternate of endings. Like, it could be... Like, he dies, and the way that the whole story is being told is, like, Goober's telling, like, the young ones in the class. So, like, just, like, fast forward to, like, today, and it's just, like, someone's passing along the story from, like, just words. Because that's, like, how, like, legends were made. I don't know. That would have been – that's just another add-on that I think would have been sick. Yeah. No, yeah, 100%. I mean, I – I don't know. Gabe and I are on the same page as far as how we felt – the movie could have gone and it would have made it more a little bit more of an impact for us and possibly a lot more viewers of the movie. But I'm still happy and satisfied with the way that it actually ended. 
For sure. Like, I get where right. you guys were going with it, and I can kind of see it. Am I opposed to it? Sort of? Because I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it's tough because it's an animated movie. I agree. Maybe. But I think that's... More... Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, that might be why. Just because I'm like, no, like... You can't that's so cute. You- Hey guys, sorry about the technical difficulty we had. Uh, we actually got kicked out. I got a, I received a phone call. Uh, so we are back. And I believe what we were talking about was the alternative ending that Gabe and I agreed on uh, as far as Hiccup um, kind of going, you know, dying essentially at the end. Um, and I think Bree had something she was going to say about that. So where I was rudely interrupted... <laughs> oh, wow. Not by me. Not by me. Whoever was calling. <laughs> Go ahead. I understood where I could see that alternative ending being really impactful, I guess. But I, I think that's more inclined to the adult audience. Because I feel like you would just be leaving the younger audience, like, kind of, like, sad. You know? Like, it'd be a great, like, oh, yeah, like, heroic finish. But... I don't know. It was just too cute. Like, animation movies are just too cute to have the main character dying, in my opinion. But I can see how it, it I mean, it would have been different if it had ended that way. I don't, look, I, the movie was great. Disney has made movies in the past where a, char- a main character dies. And it, it destroys you, you know? It, it really destroys you. For example, Bridge to Terabithia. Are you kidding me? That movie <laughs> literally was like, you know, everything. Honestly, cool. it's still too soon. Still Dude, too soon. It, it, just, <laughs> it, it just hits you in the gut and you're like, I feel like Disney can't make movies like that because kids are just, you know, traumatized after something like that. There's there, there's no way, man. That that movie But does that movie not sit in a special place for you? Oh, a hundred percent. That's what we're, That's where we're coming from, from though. It's like <laughs> is if we have that certain scenario here with Hiccup. These this whole trilogy would be set at a different spot at a special place in so many people's like like movie hearts, you know, like movie movie standards because it shows you that's a, the character of what Hiccup was like he like he puts others in front of himself, which is what I think the world needs today, Nick. You know, if you ask me, I mean, <laughs> yeah, we're getting a little deep in the podcast. If, if we're, we're getting a little deep in the podcast. <laughs> If that, was, if that was to happen, a lot of kids would be going to therapy for a few years, okay? There's, there's no way that, that a, a kid movie should be putting out something that's kind of traumatizing. Do you imagine this, you know? It's like Toy Story for us, okay? We grew up watching that religiously. You're telling me that you didn't tear up when you thought everyone was about to die in the in that trash oh one hundred percent exactly that would have been one hundred percent I thought everyone was gonna die. and if had they you, had they died had they died Toy Story three would have been the greatest movie on no, earth no I'm just saying, no I did let's be honest okay that's a little different I don't know if I can have when you die dude. you know <laughs> but I uh, that one's different because but with that is like. That would have happened because Toy Story came out when I was probably I don't even know I, I don't even know if I was born when the first one came out, but like I was probably if anything was like three, so like it grew up with me, and like they waited like so many years and I was like I don't know when the third one came out I was probably like fifteen maybe or like even older, fifteen sixteen I think yeah sixteen so I was like older, and so they put that so since the generation that like the people that were watching that movie grew up 
to put that type of impact on it, I guess really does show that it would be more impactful for the older it, just, for exactly. older people. So I agree with what y'all are saying too, but I, I don't know. It's because, just, I mean, I'm a sucker the, for a disaster that happened at the end. I mean, when did the second one a tra- come out? Tragedy, that's what they got, yeah. When did, the second, when did the second movie come out? A while ago, right? I think like in 2014. Yeah, it, yeah I mean, it's, it's been a it's while. It's been a fat minute since they made the third one. So like, so you have to think about this way. The the kids that, that, that pretty much grew up watching How to Train Your Dragon are pretty much us, just a newer generation. If if that happened, oh, it, dude, it was, that's it, man. You're you're calling your therapist. Your kid's crying, like it's the end of the line for that. You know, it's it's that's that's their Woody to us. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. I mean, because if you think about it, the first one was made in 2010. The kids that actually kind of recol- like you know, kind of recollect that were probably what like six, five, seven years six, old. Seven, yeah, yeah, five, six, seven. So ten, then maybe. now we're here, almost ten years later. Like those kids are teens. You know, like, they're teenagers, essentially, when this movie has come out. So, I think they would have been able to cope with the ending being alternative and Hiccup dying. And I think it would have hit, uh, you know, definitely a strike, struck a nerve that would make this series a special series from their childhood. Think about this, though. Okay, so Avengers, was it Infinity War? Everybody kind of turns into ashes at the end. Oh, that- that I was about to cuss that stuff. Uh, <laughs> it's we can cuss on the podcast. Let it, let it go. Let, let, it, let go. it be known yeah, for the we, listeners at home. We are. This is we will cuss in the podcast. I feel a little bit not good to do it in this specific movie, just because I'm talking about cartoon characters and everything. But we are allowed to cuss on the podcast. Okay. Well, that <laughs> yeah. that shit made me. Up. <laughs> but think. Yeah. Okay. Infinity, like, Avengers definitely has... I mean, it's not animated. I mean, some of the characters are, but... CGI. I yeah. think it's... Right. So, I don't... Which is a little different. I don't know if I could have handled <laughs> that in an all-animated movie. Like, that... I would have been upset. Like, up? Up? Yeah, was, yeah. Up. Dude, like, that... I was bawling. And I... And it's not even that, like, oh, I saw it one time. Okay, like, the next time I'm not gonna cry during that scene. I remember watching that in high school and I fucking teared up and I was like, dude, I'm, I'm not a bitch. Like, I'm not a bitch. Like I have, feelings. Like, <laughs> like, this, like this is, it's deep. Like, like that affects people, man. And for sure. I don't know. It just, it would, I feel like it would definitely mess up some kids in the brain. <laughs> no. Yeah. A hundred percent. I mean, like, like we said, this was just like an alternative thing that we felt the movie could have definitely, benefited from you know definitely could have just like it would have taken my seven to maybe like an eight and a half almost nine. yeah for sure like uh, you know I, I it would it would have gave me that extra oomph of being like wow like you know i would have let everything else about the movie slide primarily because of the fact that they did what they just did with that character yeah if i could and... if i could have a tragedy in every movie i would take it because i just think it makes the movie that much better Okay, but also, okay, what if they did this? Instead of, like, like just killing him off, you know, what if, like, you know, it's like it's like his kid telling the story of what his grandpa did? Exactly. Or, like, yeah. what his dad... That would have been a better ending. I think, I think if well, he would have had a family before that scene, like, if he had a child, I think it would have been better because he would still have that, like, that child that, like, grows up in his footsteps or whatever. But since he didn't have that yet... I think that's why it was a better ending because he goes on, has his kids. They go see 
toothless or he has his kids. And I think that's what – I think it was the best ending for how they were going about it. But, you know, it's just how it is. Yeah. But, again, guys, kind of to wrap everything in, um, rating 7 out of 10 for me. I think, Gabe, you were, what, like seven and a half? Yeah, I, I forgot what I said. I think we rated it at the beginning of the episode. I can't remember. We're just babbling. Yeah. So, I, mean, I think I, I'm going to – letting it dissect, I'm going to give it a seven and a half. If I gave it that earlier, too, I don't know. But seven and a half is, I think, a good rating for it. Cool. I think mine would be a solid ten now that y'all have given your alternative ending. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna butt mine up to a ten and y'all's ending to a negative fucking three thousand. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> so you hated our Dang. Ending. Yeah, your ending was wow, depressing, that's... man. I'm gonna have to guess it. Oh ends. man. <laughs> well, I mean, guys, if you think the ending's not depressing out there, listeners, if you think that would have been a better ending. You make we sure that you comment that on, on our Twitter page. Yeah, we should do a poll. <laughs> or, yeah, we'll do a poll. There you go. We'll do a poll on after we uh, publish the episode and we post it on our Twitter. We'll do a poll on our Twitter uh, on if you think our alternative ending would have been better or just the way that it ended was fine. Yeah, that's a good idea. That'll be our thing. Sure. But we guys, can do that all the time. Yeah, yeah. Well, no, yeah, it doesn't have to be our ending. We could just do, well, I don't know. We could do whatever we want. But that we could be a seg- that. segment. Alternative endings. Oh, yeah. I like it. Boom. I mean, we'll come up with a different name, but that could be a segment that we do within the show. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Anyway, guys, episode one, this was it. This is, this was, this is it right here. I mean, we got through it. Look at that. We enjoyed it. I think we all enjoyed episode one, How to Train Your Dragon, The Hidden World. If you haven't uh, gone to see it, well, hopefully the spoilers didn't ruin the movie for you uh, if you have gotten this far. But um, if you have and you've seen the movie, hopefully you agree with some of the comments that we've made. And, uh, you know, hopefully you will be back for episode two coming your way. I think actually episode two, since I'm going to be gone, you know, in and out of Boston, back in San Antonio, kind of back and forth. I think our next episode is probably going to be Captain Marvel, which will be March 11th. We're going to try to do that weekend. Uh, We might, you know, take a couple weekends off. Just because uh, I'm going to be kind of, like I said, traveling a little bit. So Captain Marvel, March 11th, will be the release date. Uh, That will be episode two. So we thank you for tuning in. Again, go follow us on Twitter. It is at Reel It In Podcast. Again, at R-E-E-L-I-T-I-N Podcast. Um, And we will see you next time here on Reel It In. All right, see you guys. Later, guys. See ya. Later, man. See ya.